Welcome to the Academy of Esports Podcast. I am your host, James O'Hagan, and today it is a conversation with Mr. Chris Turner and Mr. Cody Jackson. Chris is a uh, second time appearance on the Academy of Esports po- Podcast, but Cody, this is your first time around. Yes, it uh, is. Gentlemen, thank you for taking the time today to have a conversation with me about what amazing things have happened down at the Southern University Lab School. Thank you for having us. And uh, Chris, of course, is the educator, main educator at Southern University Lab School in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And Cody is uh, with the Meta out in San Francisco. They oversee the Kovacs AIM software. That is that's right. right? Yeah, yeah Kovacs AIM trainer, but yeah, AIM trainer. Sorry, I left off the trainer. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, we are a core piece of software, though. Yes, it is. And if that 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 piece of software really quickly, Cody, if you want to just give it the uh, elevator pitch sure. real quick. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the, the the world's most powerful aim training software. It was, uh, you know, just done of a passion project and the community kind of took hold of it, you know, took hold of it ever, I think back in 2017, um, over 8,500 different training scenarios, single digit input lag. And it's pretty much the de facto aim trainer amongst the professional community. And we have the opportunity to work with great educators like Chris Turner and, you know, the Southern University Lab School and, and helping them kind of build out curriculum. So yeah, it's, it's, it's an honor to be here and, and to speak on behalf of the company. Thanks for having us. And I have it installed on my computer. So ah. there's that as well, too. <laughs> if, you more, if you need more keys, just yeah. let me know. Fabulous. Well, let, let's talk about this, okay? Because Chris, uh, we had an interview, well, a conversation not too long ago, and yeah. uh, the pictures, the pictures coming from the lab school were you had desks and chairs, but no PCs, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it felt like yeah. just overnight, like yeah. the the the, yeah. the the computer fairy showed up and dinged all of your uh, tables and chairs with uh, Alienware. It looked like the R elevens. Is that what they are? Yeah, the, yeah, Allure Elevens. Yeah. Um, and, how, you know, how, how how did this great change suddenly, just all of a sudden, come to you? Well, I mean, <laughs> it, <isn't laughs> it was just talk. magic, right? It wasn't magic at all. Um, <laughs> I, I have to uh, give my my local Dale rep a round of applause. Uh, yeah. we, had, we had been talking to Dale probably since like the verge of COVID, so it's been that long of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just blessed us with an incredible rate that we couldn't say no to. And so, you know, um, <clears throat> it, it, you know, it took a lot of talking and a lot of negotiations. But at the end of the day, it's about the students, and um, we reached reached that uh, price mark that you know just made it happen, and it got there really quickly. Even though we had COVID going on and the mail was kind of slow, they made it to the to the school in a good time. Well, and I think as as educators look out on this, there is a a big rush to implement, I think, esports programs and to to have that flashy, you know, we have to have everything set up right out the gate. And Chris, again, you did not take that route at all. I mean, you've been hustling and building. Remind people, because they may not have seen the, the, the previous conversation we had, remind people how what what you all got started on because i think that's important for people to realize too when they see these pictures and just real they go oh wow they got this how did they do that right there's a pathway to this right it's, yeah yeah it's definitely a pathway and what and what the public doesn't know cody's been there from the beginning uh not in his current role but he's he was an advisor for for the school since the get-go so cody remembers the the, the, oh, rolling, yeah. the rolling smart uh smart tv and, and yeah. uh, one playstation 
And yeah, so I remember that room and, and seeing it. I think when Chris, when was that? What do you think? When was that first call? Maybe back in February of 20, Pro- February, 20 probably 20. Yeah. 2020. Yeah. yeah. I remember taking just calls, you know, on my lunch break and just being like, what is this? So yeah, it's been a process. And I mean, you can't discredit the work, Chris, you know, Chris, you've done has just been, it, it takes a lot of hustle and everything starts to happen all at the end. You know, it's kind of like fireworks and, you know, one thing comes all the packages arrive, but I mean, we had to, we took a lot of calls for this thing, you know? Yeah. Well, Cody, let's, let's talk about this too. Cause you know, Chris, I'm sure is Chris is the king of LinkedIn. I think it, oh, when it comes yeah. to, uh, <laughs> when it comes no to <laughs> esports and LinkedIn and education, you know, I, I think I have pretty good game, but Chris one ups me on everything. It's just, it's a healthy competition. Cause I look at what Chris is doing going, Absolutely. man, why didn't I come up with that? Idea? But yeah, how, how does the conversation, I guess, how did that conversation start with you? Because again, yeah. educators looking at this going, sure. Man, how, how do I get to know a Cody dragon or, sure. you know, somebody who, who, who's in this space who can help me out? Yeah. No, I think it was really natural. And I remember it came at the time I was working for skybox technologies, a similar SaaS company aimed at kind of performance technology. And Chris, I mean, it was, you know, Chris and I have got to know each other a lot, but I, I mean, I learned more about him every day and like the way his strategy about how he went about contact me was really fascinating to me. He goes, if I can contact people in Europe who know people in the States, I feel like they're going to be a higher caliber because mm-hmm. Europe esports is so much more advanced, right? So mm-hmm. America is in its 1.0 stage, Europe's in its 3.0. And then you have Asia, which is its 5.0. So Chris was really smart about going to Europe first to say, who's in the States legitimate? Because you've got a lot of charlatans. And I mean, we've all seen them and a lot of LinkedIn consultants who don't really know I'm not going <laughs> to trash on anybody, but it's really yeah. important when you have schools on the line and educators are doing it the right way the first time around because they don't want to get we don't want them to get burned so you know chris when we when we connected it was just through a colleague of mine anders bloom is a you know huge counter-strike analyst i mean very well known and uh i just said this is so core to me that you know this is an amazing opportunity and i got to work with chris and herman and um you know just one phone call at a time and i said look you know I can help with advice and then connections came. And then, so that was, it was a really natural process. It's been a huge honor. Like, I mean, I got as much out of this as anybody else, you know, to me, this was an amazing opportunity to learn about students and uh, scholastic esports, And, you know, so it was amazing. Well, hey, Chris, uh, again, I think too, that the people don't realize the sweat equity that went into the development of this space. Uh, how many hours do you feel like you put into building this out? <laughs> James, I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, you know, you know, yeah, probably close to a thousand hours, maybe. I don't know. Because, you know, you have to imagine um, around what, April last year, school, school canceled. You know, everybody went home. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, had, I still had accessibility to the room. And so mm. it was a lot of sweat equity. You know, I remember like, Pulling out the old carpet, putting everything in the middle of the floor. Um, some some painters on campus. You know, we, we were, we're housed on Southern University's campus, so I was able to kind of have accessibility to the painters on campus. But they painted the room for me. But you know, I still had to you know bring out a saw and make sure everything was smooth. And you know, it was just it was just consistent work. You know, I had some seniors that graduated last year that really wanted to see the room completed by about the time they graduated. They put in some work and. Uh, it was really a group effort uh, as far as like program wise, you know, uh, thanks for, our, you know, my administration making it accessible during COVID, you know, we couldn't have too many mm-hmm. people in the room, but, you know, it was, it was just, 
it was it was like nonstop, you know. Uh, you know, I, I was telling Cody, you know, you make one final checklist, and then you know you get ten, twenty more things that oh yeah you forgot. And so, uh, definitely well, a process. But go go ahead, John. James. Well, let's 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 stop on just that for a second, Cody. What was something that you said to him like right out the gate? You're like, do not forget this, or were there a few ah. things you're like, you know, make sure that you're realizing of. X, Y, or Z. I just, I just push 144 hertz monitors, man. You know, I mean, just making sure these guys, you know, are going to get their, you know, I see it happen a lot of times. They have all these crazy computers and mice and keyboards and they got 60 hertz monitors. And to me, that's a, that's a hallmark of a, of a program that needs a little help and a little advice. Cause you know, as a gamer myself, I mean, that, that's a huge, that's a huge difference, obviously. So um, no, Chris was like, he really had just a, a clear, he was asking all the right questions I thought in the process. And, you know, we were, I, I just felt so eager to just contribute. And I'm sure I talked Chris's ear off throughout this whole thing and gave him more than he needed, but maybe, you know, hopefully it was enough, but no, there was the 144 Hertz thing. And Chris is a gamer, you know, he, he knows what, what's up and he, he, he knows the culture and, you know, the graphic design. I mean, his graphic design, you know, program rivals like some amateur and collegiate or professional. I mean, especially in the States. I mean, I always say tier two amateur over in Europe is like tier zero here. I mean, it's just like, in the, in the United States, it's very different. So Chris is, you know, he's, he's, he is a, he's gotten the attention for a reason. And there's just no doubt we, we super lucky to have spotted that early on. You know, I've just had no doubt that this program, you know, it's, it's, it's just due to Chris. And I mean, obviously it's for the students, but this could have taken a lot longer. And especially with mm. COVID, it could have taken three times as long. And um, the price, the prices that we were getting on things. And we've got sponsors like Addis over, you know, Daniel over at Addis came in and support a, a program that had no track record, right? Had, I mean, it really didn't have a facility. Now people could see it and see what happened. And Chris was a wizard of getting press on this. Um, and the local newspaper was there. So we'll talk more about that, I'm sure. But um, no, I, I can't take too much credit here. I really, I really wish I could, but Chris was just really on fire and we're just super happy to support him. Well, the one person we're probably missing here, and I know Chris, you 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 bring up his name quite a bit, and uh, he is kind of like the wizard behind the scenes because I know as an admin, you don't always get the credit uh, that you deserve. But Herman Brister, of course, yeah. I know when we talk initially, and and we had our first interview uh, that I interviewed with you on Go Play, uh, and then you got you know Herman was on that as well too, but yeah. You know, he has been with you side by side. It's just not on the, uh, you know, not in the pictures or anything, but how important has Herman been to get you, as you said, you know, he, he had to make sure the building was open for you, but it isn't just that. It's, it's that yeah, having oh, that admin support is, is key it's, to all uh, of this. Yeah, it, it was real critical in the process. Um, you know, um, I probably bother him more than I was supposed to. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I text Cody late at night and I text him late at night. Um, you know, him understanding and 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 letting, you know, he, he always says, a quote of his is that he hires good and he knows how to get out the way. Mm -hmm. So he's not a micromanager at all. Uh, I think as long as I stayed within the confinement of the school colors and I didn't, you know, antagonize the brand of the school or put the students in jeopardy, he was okay with it. And so um just like a real support system from the from the jump. Uh down down to the, you know, we talked about it on my podcast, but down to the fact of like me dragging him to to, to Arlington, Texas to go to a conference mm. like out of the blue, like, you know, maybe two or three days notice. And, uh, and you guys are you guys are playing Ghost Recon at night. When I was hearing about this tag team with you know Chris yeah, and Herman, yeah. 
I was like, this is a dream come true, right? Like you've yeah. got the best, you know, this thing's going to just fast track itself. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and the, the, the thing that I like too, is that you didn't cut corners, right? No. But again, when we talk sweat equity, uh, Chris, how good were you at cabling before this whole project? <laughs> I, I, I had never did cabling a day in my life. I watched YouTube for like maybe five or six hours one Saturday and Sunday and came back in and and uh, kind of mastered the thing on the first strike. Uh, never had thought about cabling before, but I knew, I knew I wanted a clean look. And I know, yeah. like I had this image in my head. I guess that's that's the creative in me. And so um, I was like, by any means necessary. So mm. I got a couple of hours on my back under some tables too. Yeah, the the uh, cabling is not for the faint of heart. Definitely don't go in wearing your nice clothes. I it, when I was an IT oh. director, uh, there was a lot of times I was in drop ceilings, or I would find there was no drop ceiling, and you're shoving things through like this much space, and you're trying to get a cable <laughs> run. Oh god, through a yeah. ceiling that has no drop of it at all, and you're just running up against insulation and everything else, asbestos. Uh, yeah, cabling is not for the faint of heart, and I think that's why people loved the iMac. You know, Chris, you talk about the. Uh, you know, the beauty of things, the iMac, when it first came out, it was like one USB cable and you could hook your mouse directly into the keyboard and then the power. And that was it. That was it. I'm looking, I'm looking behind my PC right now going, man, that is just looking like Medusa's head over there. Yeah. Um, Cabling builds character. (laughs) You can say that. Yeah. But yeah, after you've cut a whole bunch of cat five, or I guess, you know, in this case it was, you know, zip tying up everything. I imagine. Right. Chris with this. Yeah, you're, yeah you're, well, zip zip ties and uh, by by the way, that was that was a question to Cody. Like I called him one night, I was like, "Look, what's the best thing for me to manage these wires?" And so, zip ties, and they have these uh, these sleeves now that uh, you mm-hmm. zip up. Mm-hmm. They're real, really great. They stretch, so you can get a bunch of cable in there and just zip it all up together. And uh, some cable uh, mounts uh, that has the 3M adhesive on the back mm-hmm. that kind of sticks up on the table. And so we ran a lot of those. So if you if you look under the tables, it's a lot of patterns. There was no stone unturned. That was one thing I noticed when I went to this on the launch day was every, you would have thought this would have been his third or fourth, you know, lab. Um, and it was just like the culmination. I was talking to Troy, you know, Troy Murphy, who is uh, one of, you know, oh, yeah, Chris, 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 a student, who's a, you know, a championship level player. And he's over there captaining the rocket league team. I had a chance to talk with his father and give him a little bit of insight on the professional scene. And he had said that he had helped with, I believe some of the it, Chris, what was his involvement again? Yeah. He's, he's a, a Troy's dad is an electrician by trade. So electrician. Uh, yeah. So all the main power. Boy, that's a great room. thing to have available. Yeah, Boy, to have an electrician. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was. That's what I was kind of getting at was that just by yeah. speaking with a lot of the, the individuals that that day, it, it took a whole village, and and this is what really got me excited about what was happening on this kind of like ground zero esports facility, right? You're kind of starting from scratch. You have all this energy, you know. Gaming is just really an exciting thing, and it brings a lot of fresh energy and it activates everybody at once. It's just like, you know, kind of like a renaissance fair. It feels like it's all, and it's always felt like that to me because I've gone to so many tournaments. Am I? I don't want to go too many directions here, but mm. this is a microcosm of what's happening around the world, right? Yeah. This campus is this one small room represents what happens all around the world around esports, 
this is why we gave so much time. This is so such a representative of, of the ambitions around the world that we think you got to start small and grow, but you know, you can't be so big that you're not in the weeds with, you know, being a soldier. And that was really important for us. And, you know, Chris and I share that philosophy and, you know, I, I did the same thing for my guys at ghost gaming. I've built desks and tables and, Meanwhile, I've got, you know, there's advisors out there who are in their ivory towers. I'm like, man, I want to learn everything, you know, and, 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 and I think it's led to some of the success I've had. I mean, is that I've never gone too far from the grassroots and I don't think Chris is ever going to want to leave that. I think he loves what he does. I mean, I mean, we all do. Here we are in this very small part of e- small part of esports, James, which mm-hmm. is even esports edu. Right. And I've right. had, you know, Chuck, Chuck Muju and over in Santa Barbara. I mean, she's great. It's like, we've got this really small, warm community that we shouldn't lose sight of, you know, no matter how big we get. But it's important too, to, to, to hit on that point, because mm-hmm. while yes, we don't want to lose that because we do know the EDU, like no offense to professionals, but if the professional ranks crash and burn tomorrow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chris and I aren't getting out of this. No. Right. Carrie no. Linden's not getting out yeah. of this. No. Angelique Giannis is not getting out of this. No. You know, uh, the, the, the difference is that we have to be very particular about the firewalls. And For I sure. think that's, you know, as we're starting to develop these spaces, because educators, we usually have our shields up mm-hmm. all the time. Again, we have to be protective of our kids. We have to be protective Children. of our communities. And there is a lot of, I won't say predatory. I think predatory is the wrong word, but there's a lot of opportunistic, maybe opportunistic is the word I was looking for. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunistic folks who are looking again, the, the, the esports world is big and growing, Mm -hmm. but that EDU, Mm -hmm. there's something about stable budgets Mm -hmm. that, you know, that involve it year to year. And while yes, you know, Chris and I may, uh, we could probably, Chris and I could probably talk about, you know, it seems like we're always being asked to cut, but even when we're asked to cut, there's still a stability to our budget. We're not going out of business. Sure. Yeah, so exactly. It, it is, it is the, when I look at the industry, I go, you know what, if I was starting a company tomorrow, this is the one that I would look at. But again, mm-hmm. it's like people come in again, opportunistic. Mm-hmm. You know, there may be a company who doesn't know any better who is saying, yeah, let's get you the R11s Alienware and sell you the 60 hertz monitor. Sure, you know? right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, you don't need that fancy gaming. But just use the generic one that comes in the box. That'll yeah, you need fine. to save money. Just, you know, cut it on the monitor. No big deal. It's like, uh, that's not how that works. That's like taking your helmet off playing football, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's I, it's good that we get to have these conversations with people like yourself, Cody, as well, and have you part sure. of the process because... There's learning that goes on both ends. You know, Chris, Chris is asking you a lot of questions, but again, you at the professional or the at the at the non, I guess you say the for-profit level, sure. there's a lot of learning that's still taking place 100%. on the EDU world because we operate, I mean, have you been surprised at all by how we operate a little bit? No, I mean, luckily I've got great resources like watching your podcast, right? I get to hear how things work. I'm not trying to like <laughs> gas you. I mean, honestly, I'm a huge fan of it, but like, it's a huge learning resource for me. And I get to kind of see the world in which you guys operate in it. We're just here to help. I mean, we have more questions than answers. We know we've got a great product. Now, what do we do with it? And it, it, it depends on, you know, that's why this product only goes so far. When we get to work with Chris, it opens it up to even more, more people at once. And it's just a powerful tool. But Well, let's talk about it for just a sure. second here, because again, conversational as this is. Sure. Uh, so let's, we gave kind of the elevator pitch at the beginning, mm-hmm. but you, you, you piqued my, my, my interest a little bit when you said about curriculum, you talked about, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So what does that, I mean, yep. I look at this and go, well, this is, I'm I, first of all, 
I am a awful first person shooter player. I am yeah, like, great. My great. <laughs> I, I can help you. We can the help. Worst. Yeah. And it's it, I know it takes the time to sit down and dedicate sure. and actually, you know, learn how these things because they're all yep. the, the metrics, the physics, the play yep. is all very similar between all first person shooters. But can be, yeah, can be. Can, there, there's some I mean, there can be some some uh discrepancies slight, but for the most part, the idea is to say, but how does this I guess what is the secret to this software? The Where do you find sauce? the educational? I can, you, I can give you the secret sauce of the product mm-hmm. and then what I think the bigger, bigger vision is right for it. Essentially, okay. Kovacs is a sandbox generator. So it allows users, we have over 8,500 different scenarios that are usually all user generated. We have this awesome community, uh, really passionate gamers and aim coaches and educational you know, folks who want to learn how to teach these things at scale. But the, the secret sauce is that you can reverse engineer physics from any of the major games. Fortnite, we can recreate you know, weapons from that. We can recreate characters from Overwatch, right? And you can recreate any other game in our game, if you will, and then allow you to isolate and train it like any traditional sport, you know, in football, soccer, anything else. You can practice with cones and I can do a one-on-one under certain circumstances. You know, in other games, you can't do, in esports, you can't do that. You got to hope and pray that the scenario that you're weak at shows itself again. But what if we could say, we know you're weak at this, or you've self-identified that you're weak at this, and you just want to train that over and over and over. We know there's a correlation. I mean, you look at our top players in Kovacs, they're all exceptional players in all these other games. And they're, 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 they're the large, you know, they're one of the fastest growing content creator sectors as well, because people like watching highlight reels. So there's a lot of factors at play here. Um, that's it in a nutshell, right? You're 8,500 scenarios, user-generated, reverse-engineered, from other video games, different things you can focus on, you know, flicking, you know, you can focus on target tracking, you can focus on target switching. We've identified core pillars of aim, right? And our CEO, Duncan Haberly, he, he says, this is early stage of any new sport, the pedagogy or ped- pedagogy, I'm sure. Is pedagogy, it? yeah. Pedagogy. We are defining that in esports right now. And our company is like part of that process for, for users to self-discover, right? And that's it. We're not here to tell you what it is. We're here for you to discover it on your own and then define the lexicon as you wish. So um, that, that's kind of it. But I think the vision for the company is allow educators and facility leaders, program directors like Chris and the coaches that we work with in the college space to scale curriculum and, and player development programs, right? So you bring in a, you know, a freshman into one of our schools, one of the colleges, we've identified that they might be a little bit weak on their flicking and they want to apply to be a hit scan player on their Overwatch team. There, mm-hmm. there, are, there are playlists and routines that they can play. They can track their progress and hopefully improve them over time. And we have self-reported players. I get emails all the time. My players feel more warmed up. They feel warmer. They feel better at play. So uh, it is it is working. That, that's essentially it. So we're trying to be like a sports company, essentially. Kind of like, uh, you know, you, you see, I, I coach, well, you see it when I coach basketball, right? Go start with the layups. Yep. You got it. The other, yeah. What two lines go do your layups. One person rebounds, the other one's doing the shooting. And then we back out and we do jump shots and then we do three points and then everybody goes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think it's especially important for these non endemics esports and sports industries are very different by nature. I spent a lot of time butting my head against this and game developers own everything. Right. So there's not a lot of space. Luckily, you've got new things coming in. Um, I mean, I, and I don't want to say luckily, we're really fortunate that they they left this door open for a company like Kovacs, right? To come in and say, we can create this third thing, this second layer, third layer, where we can own a little bit of something in. 
but you know, it's, it's, <laughs> excuse me. It's, um, it's, it's a, it's a very powerful tool and you're absolutely spot on. It is a sports like software piece of program that allows people to scale the uh, curriculum. So that's essentially it in a nutshell, but it, luckily with feels like Chris, we can work and develop. And we did some custom SU lab playlists for the Fortnite program. Yeah. I was just going to ask Chris how, if the, how the software has been working with you and your kids. Well, before I get to the kids, I thought I was like a good first person shooter. <laughs> to say that I'm a teacher and I'm like 37 years old. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, it's, it's, you know, I've been playing around with the Kovac software. Um, my kids have. And so, you know, I have that, I have that beach being on that campus where, you know, we're about to do an after school program. So they're going to warm up on Kovac before they go play Fortnite. Uh, some of my Fortnite players in middle and high are going to start using Kovacs probably within the next week or two. Mm-hmm. And then um, my my college kids, you know, we're giving them accessibility to the lab until I recreate something for them on college campus. And so I'm excited because it, it gives me that real drill type of uh, scenario where it's, okay, this is where this is where you're weak. Let's let's work on that. You know, I can get I can get back with the staff and Cody at Kovacs and create a, a scenario, a real time scenario off of watching film. Like it it opens up the map like as far as traditional sports when you like you like you were saying, like layups or throwing the football through a hoop or, you know, running routes. It's, it's the same it's the same thing. You're just applying it to the um to the game that you were that you're playing at the time. And I think too, that that's important that, you know, again, we don't just in traditional sports, because there's, there's separations between traditional sports and esports, but there's also a lot of similarities. Again, I don't just roll the basketball out on the court and just say, okay, look, well, I'll see you all on yeah, Friday for our game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's a, there needs to be, and I think we, we were kind of hitting on this. There needs to be a routine and a repetition and like a pulse, mm-hmm. you know, the, the kids and, and adult, everybody for the most part enjoys, uh, that kind of uh, uh, repetition, mm-hmm. right? Knowing what to expect. There's not coming in and knowing what 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 not to expect, which makes people nervous. It's knowing that if I do these things, I have my routine, I have my set stuff. I know that I can play at a certain level, mm-hmm. whether I'm in the zone or out of the zone that day. And I think when a lot of people are starting esports programs, they're they're especially at the ADU level, they're educators. They are passionate about wanting to help kids. Mm-hmm. They're used to teaching in a classroom, but they don't necessarily have a degree in coaching or have never coached before. Sure. They really just don't know where to start. That was you one know? of the biggest opportunities we saw, right? I mean, we've got yeah. this like huge, for the first time in a sports history, the players know more than all the coaches and analysts and everybody combined. Mm-hmm. So you need a scalable one to a thousand model, right? And that was, that was the opportunity. And that, that's why I just hopped all over this. I was like, this fits in line because I was an athlete as well. I went to lacrosse camps and like, I really wanted these things as a kid. I wanted to go to a summer camp for gaming. I want it, but it doesn't just, it can't just be a daycare where we're getting put in a room. I want it structure, right? I think right. kids feed, you know, they, they, they feed off structure. To, like you said, James, you know, that know what to look forward to so you can go back to the lab and practice what, you know, those mistakes in your mind, you can then reapply them and it's just chaos if it's just always scrimmages, always scrimmage, you know, it's just too much. So, um, yeah, yeah we, we're just here to create experiences that we wished, you know, I wished I would have had this as well. So I, we're super lucky, like in the sense that we're starting to see these products come out, you know, our lead developer, Garrett, I met him 
at QuakeCon, believe it or not, just in a random corner of the building before it was out on the market. Um, and I said, this is going to be big, whatever you're doing. So take mm-hmm. my number, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you guys are nailing it. This is essentially the opportunity. We're here to just ask questions. How can we help? And, you know, we're, we're here for the kids too. I mean, my God, we're, that's, we're here for players first. We're a players first company, right? We're all gamers in our company. We're not some massive corporation, you know, massive investors. We, we're a fully funded startup, but, you know, we're, we're player driven. So, yeah, it's, it's super important that we have conversations like this. And a lot of people don't do this. They don't even take the time to talk. Well, let me ask this. Let's, let's kind of shift gears a little bit away from sure. the software, because, again, sure. Cody, uh, you were part of the launch of this space back to the space here now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you traveled out to to uh, Louisiana, which I'm yeah, yeah. yeah, jealous, oh, very yeah, jealous yeah. that oh, you got to do amazing. that. That's amazing. But Chris, I mean, even the launch of this was a big production, it seemed. It, it, yeah. it, you guys pulled out all the stops. And again, Dr. Uh, uh, Gamer Doc, uh, Lindsay Maglior, you know, said, if you're not taking yourself seriously, nobody else will. <laughs> and again, you had out the lectern, you had out the Southern University Lab School backdrop, you had the press. Yeah. What oh, did it yeah. take to get to pull that part off? In in this? Uh, it, I mean, the, the the quick answer it, it took a team. Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> I mean, but you know, I mean, you know, I guess people in the esports edu space or esports space really does, they really don't know my background. And so, like, you know, I've been a business owner of multiple businesses. Um, my uncle was like real influential in my life uh he's like you know 40 years in the music business and so like press releases imagery all of that was taught to me like since i came out of my mom's womb and so it's like second nature so you know when we decided to do a ribbon cutting of course you know I, you know i had to do the graphic you know i did a rough draft of the press release um mr bristol was real influential in that um my vice principal my director of development, Ashley Square, um, Janine Tate, and Miss uh, Robin Merrick, which are the heads of uh, communication for the Southern University system itself. Mm-hmm. So uh, Herman is real critical about us organizing the way that the university would, since we're under, under that umbrella. And so it, it took a couple of joint calls, um, a couple of people that, you know, that I've known in, in media and like, you know, like Cody, like yourself, James, like they've, they've been witness to the program since the beginning. And so like even Cody walked up to a news producer thinking he was a part of the program. He had a jersey on. Mm-hmm. So like, it's, I should have worn mine today. Yeah, it's, it's really a community thing. Yeah, it really it's, was. To, to the point where, you know, um, everybody that had been involved at some point that were able you know, that was able to come. I mean, they were included in that number, you know, because we had to restrict the numbers due to COVID. So um, it was a great time. Man. But to, to answer your question, you know, due to due to my background and what I've done in the past and having a great team, we were able to pull something like that off. And, you know, we're real, real thankful that, you know, we, we, we had that type of look. And let me ask you this. Did you hold out on the kids until it was all put together or did you let them in during the process of it getting built out? You know, some some people, some kids like Troy, um, some of my Rocket League kids, some of the the, the alumni that graduated last year um, that loved the heavy lifting, 
they kind of they kind of saw the process, but yeah, we held out on the kids. Like I kept the door locked. I, I didn't, you know, the, the kids are not on LinkedIn, so they didn't see none of the pictures. <laughs> yeah, and so it was it was it was amazing to see their their reactions, and you know, like even like today, you know, I have a gaming concept class the last hour of school. I have to run. I have to stop the. The, the younger kids like first second third graders from running in the room saying hey can I play for a while before you leave so <laughs> that that type of interaction is is that 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 does it for me these programs are like self recruiting right these rooms promote themselves everyone just wants to be in there you know it, you know it can and but I found too that there's a limit it's important to say that there's also a limit to that there has to be that Again, that Chris Turner type who engages the kids. I mean, the kids mm-hmm. the kids will smell out a, a fake, a phony. Sure. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll sniff out something that isn't up to their specs. And sure. You know, again, if you can't fake it in this, you can you can come in and be ignorant. It's okay to come in and be ignorant and say, look, I think I don't know. In fact, today even I'm putting together a League of Legends tournament. Uh, excuse me, not a tournament. Can't say that. Uh, an invitational. Sorry, <laughs> Riot. An invitational series of invitationals. Uh, and I had a, I have this one student uh, who's messaging me wanting some details. And I said, mm-hmm. look, I know this, this, and this. I don't know this. What is your suggestion? Mm-hmm. I, I just come in and just say, look, I'm stupid to this. You tell me what you think is best. Because mm-hmm. you, you've been playing this game a heck of a lot longer than I do. And I think for kids to have that kind of ownership, I think for kids to have that kind of engagement, again, Cody, you said it as well. There's kids coming in here who are more the experts than we are. Sure. This is this for a lot of educators is still a scary thing, a scary yeah. prospect of not being the smartest in the room. Cause we sure. are, we love to be the smartest in the room. That's sure. our job. Right. But it, it is a mind switch that I think a lot of educators have to get through. And again, it takes that engaging person who sees where this fits. And again, I think people like Herman and Chris and Cody, you, you taking, you know, interest in helping Chris out, I think is, is a tremendous thing is let me ask you this too, Chris, before uh, I get away, this gets away from me. Have the college kids seen it yet? A few. Um, And they're like, really, we got to come over here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like why you couldn't do this first over here. Right. Right. Um, uh, You know, do you need do you need me to do any volunteer hours? I've I've got that right. already. Um, you know they're 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 full on man. They're, they're excited, um, and you know I have some renderings and things and and stuff of what I want to do at the college space. I just hadn't chatted with everybody yet, so I'm excited to do that too. Well, I, I'm just excited again how HBCUs have embraced esports. I mean between the marching bands and the esports, I think it's, I, I think it's going to be uh esports is going to be given marching bands a run for mo- money, but it's marching bands has a huge start. Yeah. Of course, I'm a fan of the marching bands. I wish I could yeah. march in the Southern classic, but I went to Purdue. We don't, we, we march rigidly yeah. with spats and chair steps. Yeah. And um, some, somebody else, you know, before you go forward, somebody else that um, I didn't mention today, like that's been a real sounding board for me is Danny Martin. Oh God! And so, yes. and so uh, Danny, Danny's been a part of the program since start too. Uh, we're actually using his platform for like an educational piece, add on to the to the program. And um, speaking of marching bands, I hadn't talked to the marching band yet, but Danny is actually a production partner for the program too. 
Uh, we have a 2K tournament coming up. So I'm going to try to implement some of those dancing dolls and, and marching band into that, into that whole live stream. Um, I'm telling you, if you believe in having a marching band in an esports stream, you'll just, yeah, yeah. I'll just yeah. cry. Esports I will, cheer, I will cheer at the same time. Yeah. What were you saying, Cody? Sorry. No, I was just saying it's incredible to see, like, you know, this kind of goes back to the ownership model of, of game developers. They own so much of the identity of these games that it's, Esports, and we need these cultural. Right? I remember early MLG, like different regions had different flavors, and 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 that's that's the beauty. Gaming brings everyone together, but we're all different, right? And mm-hmm. it's important that we don't just kind of lose who we are in this in this. And as excited as we are to join this new world, like identity is what makes us who we are. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm just super excited. I was it was I've never been to the south like that, and I mean just to see people. Like I said, it's a commonality for us, but um, you know, just the culture is so different. It was amazing to, to witness with my own eyes. Yeah, I loved it. I loved every a, second of it. That's a great point too, Cody. About you know, the 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 developers have their intellectual property and they mm-hmm. want to control it and own it. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing that we get to control. Absolutely, we get to control the flavor. We get the to people. control the implementation. We get to control the everything around it. Absolutely. Uh, to make it uh, the uniqueness that it is and give it the the things that I don't think get recognized nearly enough in, in, in the work that we all do, because we do do a lot of I mean, granted, I, I don't want to just say, hey, we're taking this intellectual property and just using it for our own. They've done a lot of work to do that. For but sure. again, that that other side of the road of the work that we do and again, the work that Chris has done and you have done to make this space a reality and it, it is this still comes back to ultimately that big word community yeah, yeah. absolutely you go to a super smash bros tournament and you'll see what that looks like you know because yeah. you know, nintendo's hands off so it let them kind of grow their own scene and it's it's beautiful i mean that's what really when i started to see super smash bros tournaments i was like this is it this is like this is why i love gaming so much you know the people who make it not just the games even in our own teams, uh, we, we, we have our Overwatch team and we have our Super Smash Brothers team that, that compete at the same time because that's when our season is. Yep. Um, very different, same school gamers, very mm-hmm. different flavors. Totally, totally. Yeah. We love it. Yeah, we love yeah. it. Well, uh, Cody, Dragon, and Chris Turner, this has yep. been great. Anything else that you want to uh, – Chris, you got to give a shout-out to your podcast. I mean, come on. Yeah, man. You know what? <laughs> yes, go, go play esports podcast. Uh, I'll I'll reconvene some new episodes soon. Uh, the room took it out of me. <laughs> well, well earned. That well earned. <laughs> and, and Cody, again, give your one last pitch. Yeah, for, uh, hey, Kovac Game Trainer. If you're an, you know if an educator in the space and you run an FPS program, uh, feel free to reach out. And I mean, we're, we will be coming to a school near you, no matter what. But uh, if you want to reach out to us uh, directly, we're here to help in the meantime. So we just we couldn't be happier to help everyone here. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. And thank you, gentlemen. And that will do it for this episode of the Academy of Esports. Everybody have a good rest of your day. That will do it for this week on the Academy of Esports. I've been your host, James O'Hagan. Esports are organized competitive video games, allowing schools to redefine their athletic culture, diversify opportunities for student participation, promote good physical and mental health, increase collegiate scholarship pathways, and play games. We can never forget the importance of play. The mission of the Academy of Esports is to support these ideals. The vision of the Academy of Esports is for all students to experience the fun and joy of playing competitive video games. 
You may follow me on Twitter at Jim O'Hagan. That's at J-I-M-O-H-A-G-A-N. And through the Academy of Esports account at T-A-O Esports. It's a great way to get the latest blog posts, podcast episodes, and news coming out of esports and education. And remember, you can continue your engagement by going to www.taoesports.com. You can also connect through Facebook at www.facebook.com slash taoesports. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to our time again next week.